Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here is Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a multidimensional energy light worker. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've always dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun and let's get started right now. Hello there. Living your limitless life is about doing what you love to do and being your best self and even loving yourself, finding your joy about all those types of things. That's why today I'm going to be doing a podcast about is it time to have your own business? Because sometimes we're kind of pulled in different directions. You have your day job or your night job, whatever time you do it, the one you make money at, and then you have what you love to do. Sometimes what we love to do is considered a hobby because maybe we don't make money at it or maybe we make it a little bit of money or it's on the side and we don't think of it as our our main source of income. And that's fine. But what if it could be your main source of income? It's something to think about because doing what you love is doing what you love. If it is your day job, so to speak, that's great. And it might be exactly what you want. But if you have a hobby or something that you do on the side that you enjoy, that you feel like you give your heart to, or that you much rather be doing than your day job, really think about this as a possibility. Could it be your business? Could it be what you do to make the main amount of money? If you're tired of the grind, how do you step out of it? These are the things we're going to be looking at today. And then next week, I'm actually going to be doing the step-by-step things you need to really look at in order to be able to make your hobby or anything else that you do on the side your business. All the nuts and bolts about licenses and all those sorts of things, because not only have I been a paralegal for a number of years and dealt with some of the corporate issues, being in California though, not in the rest of the country, but still I know of the kinds of questions to ask yourself because I've also, of course, put my own business together. And I want to help you not have to redo and rethink and reinvent the wheel and try and figure out all the different things and all the different pieces connected. So that's next week. This week, we're going to be looking at making the decision. Is it time to make the move? Is it something you want? So we're going to kind of figure that out today. If you're tired of the daily grind, as they call it, maybe it is really time to look at this seriously. And I've helped a number of clients do that. So I'm going to ask you some of the same questions that I asked them. First, right now, how are you balancing your day job with your hobby? Are you finding that it's a piece of cake, that you really enjoy doing the stuff just for a couple of hours, or maybe you do it full days on weekends? That's what you consider your hobby? Or do you find that you really don't like going to work because you really would prefer 
to have what your hobby is, and I'm calling it a hobby, but anything you do on the side, to have that during the rest of your life. If you had enough money, or let me put it another way, if money didn't matter, which one would you be doing to pass the time? Do you really enjoy your hobby? Or do you prefer your work? Or maybe you like doing both and you really don't want to switch. Perhaps it's a good balance to have more hours in the hobby than you currently are and maybe making some money there and doing less hours at your day job, but still having it if you like it. Something to think about. These are all going to be questions that are only right for you. Only your answers matter. There is no right or wrong answer. It's just what feels right to you. So the first question is, do you want to make what you do on the side your main job? And how many hours would you like doing that compared to what you're doing? Do you want to wait? If you're close to retirement, do you want to wait for that and then let go of the day job and really kind of let her rip and go for it? Go for that hobby. Spend as much time as you want doing it. There are a lot of choices. Sometimes you can do a little of both. But then the question is, if you don't want to wait, maybe you're only 40 or 30 or 20 and you go, I'm not waiting 20, 30, 40 years to enjoy my life and more power to you. So what do you do? Well, first, how do you make that transition? Do you have any idea right now? Really look at it because that's what we're going to be looking at today. How do you make the transition? How do you get over those fears? Because There's a lot of fears usually connected to letting go of a known source of income and going to maybe an unknown source of income. You might have some past experience with making money at your hobby, but is it enough to really make a difference? Many, many people choose to continue their day job and try, but get more and more hours in what I'm putting quotes around the word hobby and try to make a go of it. And for a while, if they do have difficulties in startup, that might make them feel more comfortable. So they have less fear about trying to make it work if they don't actually let go of that day job. Some people start letting go of hours if they can at what they do to make a living in order to shift what they're doing to make a living, to have more fun, to enjoy what you're doing more, to feel sometimes perhaps it is like you're making a difference. Really though, think And I'm asking you to kind of daydream and just dream about what you want to do. Because the more details you know, the more you can expand it, really refine what you want to do, the more you'll know when you want to do it and how comfortable you are with shifting what you're doing. For example, I had a day job where I was working seven hours a day with an hour for lunch. And then I started taking classes. I didn't quit my day job. I needed it in order to take my classes. And I took classes. I got certified in life and business coaching. So that's another thing in that dream. Do you need to go back for schooling? Do you need to get certifications or licenses? What do you need? So really think about the schooling aspect. When you're daydreaming about this, really, it's more of a kind of a planning daydream because you know once you get all of this put together for the plan to move forward, that action plan. But think right now about what it is. So for me, I got certified, like I said, in life and business coaching. Oh, I went to classes for intuitiveness because I felt like I wanted to pull it out of me more and to get much more comfortable with connecting to my source. And I did. 
So while I graduated, it's not really a certificate or anything. It was something I just needed for me to be part of it. I was already a Reiki master. And at some point, I decided to go ahead and switch modalities. And now I work with Marconics. And I'm, I'm not only a practitioner, but I'm a teacher. And it's something that really raises your vibration up. And those were things I wanted to do and were really important to me. So what do you really want to do? And what is really important to you? Really look at that. Refine the details. Because I didn't want to be a teacher. I knew that right at the beginning. So all I wanted to do was to work with clients. And then things started shifting. So allow your dream as you look at it to shift. You might really be surprised at what you want to let go of. Having been an actress for years and years since high school, I won't say how many years, I love being on the stage, even though it makes me a little nervous. I love being other people and singing, but I'm out there going, what do I want to do? Well, I never thought I wanted to speak as myself because I got hives every time I did. Literally, I broke out in pink splotches. But what am I doing? I'm doing a lot of public speaking now. So I joined Toastmasters, another step in that dream, that process. And it wasn't all known at first. So don't worry if you don't have all the pieces of your dream. Simply start feeling through it. Feel through what feels right and be willing to let it kind of morph as you go along into something slightly different. And it might go in a totally different direction as you start paying attention to what you want and going, oh, no, that piece I thought I wanted, it was absolutely important, may not be as important as you thought. It may not even be necessary. When I decided that I had all the pieces of my puzzle and started working with my clients, things were going fairly well. I still had my day job. I was working I would add a lot of hours, but then all of a sudden, out of the blue, I was doing a YouTube channel. I decided that that part wasn't out of the blue, but I did a blog. And for some reason, I felt like, uh, I guess it's okay. I'm pre-recording. I guess I could go ahead as long as I have a script because being an actress, right, you need a script. So my decision was go ahead, do the YouTube channel. I can pre-record. I don't have to do it live. Great. And Toastmasters helped so much with that. But the question is, was that all I was going to do? And I went, yeah, that was it. That was my dream. That was it. And then all of a sudden, because I want to get the word out. I wanted people to hear what I was talking about in case it helped them, because that was part of it. I mean, it was free for them to listen. Maybe they'd want a, a life coach. Maybe they wouldn't. And that was all fine. But my whole reason for getting it out there was kind of a gift to humanity to see if I could be of assistance. And then, of course, the coaching brought me money. The energy work brought me money and the intuitiveness brought me money, but it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of clients. I did a lot more work of giving out the free stuff and you do that sometimes. So you have to decide that's my way of advertising. Does it work well? How many people are listening? You know, make those decisions as you go through and don't be afraid to shift. When I got the request to be part of a radio show, I was like, eh, it costs a lot of money. It's pre-recorded, so that part was good. But an hour show was a lot to put together. I wasn't really ready for that, but I jumped in anyway. Like I said, the dream shifts. And then when I said, okay, I've done 39, I think it was, episodes, or maybe more than that, I thought, mm, it's time now to shift again, to shift to something less expensive, to go into podcasting, which is also you do all of the, your own work unless you get some help. 
I'm only telling you this because I want you to see how things shifted. And then I ended up being a teacher of Marconics because, again, things shifted. You never want a dream to stay static. You want to make sure when you're thinking about all these opportunities and things you could be doing with this hobby or with this idea of what you have, that you allow it to shift and morph and grow. And as you're putting it together, all sorts of information may come to you. You may look for it on Google or YouTube and do a lot of research. What do I need to do? How can I do it? Find a mentor if you can when you're looking into it who's already been there, done that. That's why so many classes are so good. You can find podcasts forever on how to do everything as well as YouTube videos. So make sure you really think through what you want. Go with your heart, but really think it through as well. And then connect to your heart to say, does this feel right for me? You might go, I don't know if I want to do that. Then look into it more. Don't necessarily say, nope, that I'm not doing it. Look into it. Maybe there's more information than your mind goes, but this sounds like a good idea. And your heart goes, mm. but then you look into it and you go, oh, now I have more information. Yeah, I am excited about that. And that's what happened with the teaching part of my life purpose. This isn't about life purpose, but it really could be. Because if you have something you love to do that brings you joy, guess what? That could be your life purpose. Even if it seems like it's not, it could be. So what happens when you get to the point where you think you know what you want to do, where it's clear in your head and you you don't have to overthink it forever, but really feel into it. Write it down. If you can, if you feel like that's going to help you, a lot of times people can create something and make it happen sooner if you can see it in print. And there's something about handwriting versus typing, although they both work, write it down or you type it in and you it's almost like it's creating and manifesting while you're doing it. And ask, if you meditate, if you pray, if you just sit there and be quiet for a moment, okay, universe, God, Christ, Buddha, whoever it is you talk to, say, show me how to get from here to there. Show me. Because so many times that's all we need is to say, I'm ready. And when you say, I'm ready, this is what I want, things start happening, believe it or not. And this isn't all about woo-woo stuff. It's just truth. Because I've seen it happen again and again to me, to my clients, to friends, where you ask seriously and you go, this is what I want. Show me how to get there. Things start opening up. Information starts flowing. Opportunities show up you don't expect. So don't be surprised if once you make up your mind, I want to move, even if I don't know how. If you make up your mind that way, things are going to start happening. Now, the next thing that I want to talk about is to realize that when you start getting ramped up, you're going to have fear of some sort, more than likely. I'm making up this percentage, but like 99.99% of the people are going to have some sort of fear because usually it's about money. How am I going to pay my mortgage or my rent? How am I going to do this while I'm ramping up this new business that I want to do? even if it is a hobby in the past? How am I going to make the transition? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to bring money in? How am I going to get the word out? Now, if you've done it long enough as a hobby and you have already a bunch of clients, it might naturally fall into place. Doesn't happen too often, but I've heard stories and I love when that happens. But realize that you might have other fears as well you're not even aware of. 
What happens if you're afraid, of course, of failure, of not making it? What are the worst fears you could have? Losing your home? Being homeless? Not having any food? Losing your family because they all say, what are you thinking? And they walk out or kick you out. I know there's a lot of fear out there about this because it's normal. So don't feel like you are not being in your best self when you have that fear. It's just normal. We're human beings. Don't beat yourself up. But know that there are all sorts of fears that could come up for you. Not just those two. Maybe you're afraid of what people will think of you because oh my God, you're leaving this great corporate job or you're leaving this job that make you so much money at for what? And how much money can you make there? Don't worry about that. That is something that is what other people think. You just have to concern yourself with how you would react to it, how you'd feel, because it can really wear you down when you let other people get to you. When other people tell you they're disappointed in you, they tell you, what are you thinking? What are you, an idiot? If you hear that enough, it's hard to keep your balance and your perspective of what you want in this positive vein. So you may not want to tell anybody about this at first. Find a way to make it work. Step out. Just say, hey, starting a new business. Don't go into details unless you feel really comfortable. And maybe you only talk to certain people about it. Now, if you're single, there's a lot less people that you need to be concerned about. Although friends will say all sorts of things, some will be really there for you and you can talk to them about everything. You can depend on them to be there for you. But other ones, they like to rip you down. They like to tell you you're an idiot. They like to say, hey, what are you thinking? Know who some of those people are. And if anybody starts talking you down, think about, do you want to keep these people in the loop on what you're talking about? It doesn't mean you stop being their friend or their spouse or something. You just want to be aware of how much you talk to certain people. Some people don't talk to anybody until they have all the facts in place. And other people will jump right in and tell the whole world because they want everybody to know what's going on so that that way they get almost their advertising and marketing out by word of mouth immediately before they've even done it to do some sort of survey with their friends. What do you think if I do this? Know yourself. How would you react? If they all said no, oh, you an idiot? What are you thinking? Why would you do that instead of your day job? Sometimes you can be a positive person and really, really get down because there's too many people that tell you no, 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 or you can't do that, or you're not good enough to do that. It's not a good enough hobby to make money at. You're not that great at it. And sometimes you need to listen to people, see if you can balance what they say, see if it feels right or not, but then Try to find a way to let it go. Because that fear, you need to be aware of what kind it is that you face so that you can deal with it. And you can always, besides talking to yourself, you can talk to the mentors I mentioned that have already been there, how they dealt with it. You can talk to a life coach in case it's something that you can actually just pull up and look at and let go of. If it's ancient history that is holding you back of not being good enough and you need a therapist, Please don't be afraid to reach out to people. And there's not only that fear and other feelings you may have when you're thinking about taking that shift. There's things you can do in order to prepare yourself. Like I said, next week, I'm going to talk about the actual nuts and bolts of putting together your business. Right now, I want you to think about putting together a budget for your household. How much money do you have to make in order to not be homeless? in order to be able to pay your electric, your gas, your water, your garbage, of course, your rent. If you have an association fee, if you own and you have a mortgage, 
those two have to go in there as well. So really put together a budget and then add a little bit extra because there's always something you're not counting in. Don't forget the toilet paper when you're counting for food. Those Target and Walmart runs if you're in the United States and I don't know where else those are. And you may not be a budget person, and I'm not saying you have to stick to it, but look at how much you spend on insurance and all those other things that you put out every single month. What is the bare bones you need to make yourself comfortable? And that can really make a difference on when you switch over and maybe working part-time at your day job while you're really cranking, getting your hobby into a real business. And then, and this I'm going to talk about in detail next week, you need to make a budget for the new business. What are the startup costs? Figure out how you're going to pay for those. The ultimate thing, though, is to have faith in yourself and your dream. If you really, really want to do it, really have faith in yourself. There's a reason why it's in your head. There's a reason why you have this urge to do it. It might be your life purpose. It might be your reason for being out there right at this moment. And life purposes change. Don't think they don't change because sometimes in one area of your life, this is what you need to do. And you might find you have two or three purposes out there, two or three things that are what you want. And I have a whole show on that about finding your life purpose, about making it into your business. And there's a lot of different ways of figuring it out. And it's like 45 minute show for each one. But this time I'm just saying there's a reason for you having this dream. There's a reason that you want to try and do this. Don't sell yourself short. Have faith in yourself and trust that what you want is something that you can do if you put your mind to it. I want to say too, to think about what kind of person are you in general? Do you tend to jump in with both feet? Do you wade in really slowly or do you stand and watch the waves and maybe get your toes wet and decide eventually, well, nah, I'm not going in. This is the metaphor, obviously, because I'm somebody that I tend to look before I leap. I tend to think about it, overthink about it, and then the emotions go, hey, hello, this is right. I wasn't as connected when I was doing this, but for some reason, when you go through a really big shift in your life, that's when some of these changes want to happen. If you go through a divorce, which was mine, if somebody dies, if you get laid off from your job. Any big thing that happens to you is when you're going to all of a sudden go, wait, I want to transform my life. I really want to make this change. I want to make this hobby what I do. I love this thing. So be aware that that's a time when you may, if you normally put your toes in the sand or your toes in the water, and then you think, well, let me do a lot of research here. You may not do as much as you normally do. I did a minimum of research, but it was so overpowering that it had to be this thing that I ended up almost jumping in. I decided in two weeks' time and signed up for the classes. That is so not me. But it was right for me, and it felt right. I did a very small amount of research, but I did do research, but I only did it on a couple of different schools for, the, for life coaching, but it was right. Now, this can feel that way for you as well, especially if you just had, like i just gone through a divorce. I needed this change. I needed this, but I didn't let go of my day job. I kept it because I wanted to do classes. I wanted to do all that stuff while I was already making money because I was putting money out for the classes. Know that if you know yourself about that, you might surprise yourself that all of a sudden you're jumping in faster than you thought. But let me also mention this. If you have a partner, like I said, if you're single, you might, you can decide on your own when to do this. 
who are you going into this with? Are you going into this with a partner that's going to be in this new business with you? Do you have a spouse that you need to talk to about that? Now, maybe they are the partner, or maybe there's a partner that's outside that you're talking to, somebody who is in the same kind of hobby you are, somebody who understands marketing and the sales side where you're the one that's making the item and you're going to go into it together as a partner. Well, guess what? You also have a spouse. If you do, now you need to know them pretty well because when do you talk to them? Do you talk to them as you're formulating this concept? Do you talk to them after a while because you want to get together a whole game plan and get this whole idea intact of how you're going to do it because they're going to go through the roof? Maybe they're supportive. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're scared and they're going, oh my God, you can't quit your day job. How are we going to pay the mortgage? How are we going to get the kids to school? Really, really know yourself. Know your spouse well enough because you're going to get some pushback more than likely. But maybe they'll jump in with their whole heart as long as you don't say, I quit my day job right now. This is what I'm going to do. Maybe they will get on board. Maybe they're making enough money so there's not that much fear. Just know. Know as much as you can. Really think about it because most people know their spouse well enough to know how they're going to respond to a certain extent. Sometimes people surprise us, but not all that often. If you've been married long enough, then you're going to know 90% how they're going to act. Again, I made that percentage up. But you're basically going to know who they are and what they're going to do because you've seen them react to other things. You can tell them little by little as you, maybe you kind of say, you know, I'm thinking about making this hobby my real job at some point. What do you think? And that's it. And then don't say anything for a few months. Maybe you give them a little bit of information from time to time so they kind of get used to the idea. Or maybe you tell them from the beginning, I'm really loving this. This is really coming to me. It feels right. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet, but can you support me in this? If we can figure out how to do it without having too much of a dip in our earnings. Or maybe it'll be hard for a month, a year, two years. And if it doesn't work out, I go back to my day job. I mean, whatever it may be, whatever you feel right. And like I said, sometimes you need to get the whole game plan together and present it and go, here's what I'm thinking. This is how I would do it. And they might be shocked, but if they can see that you've thought it out, maybe that's the kind of personality they are. My question to you now is, can you afford to do this? Not just in your money and your time, can you get this thing ramped up, but can you afford not to do this? How will you feel a month from now, six months from now, a year from now, if you reach retirement age, how are you going to feel if you still love this hobby and you've worn yourself out, if that's how you feel, with your day job? Will you feel like you've maybe wasted that time? And sure as shooting, sorry, I remember that being my, my mom's saying, sure as shooting, you're going to be sure at some point you're going to go, why did I wait this long? Why didn't I do it when I was younger? I can pretty much guarantee you're going to say that. You may never make this your paying gig, their 100% paying gig, whatever it is that you do as a hobby. But that's okay. You just have to decide how you feel about it, not doing it at all. If you love it, then maybe you keep it as a hobby. You look at the pros and cons. You look how you feel about it and go, you know, no, I really enjoy what I'm doing. If I made it my day job, I don't think I'd enjoy it as much. I do it and I love it because it relaxes me. But if I had to do it, I don't think I'd like it as much. And then don't let anybody else try and force you into anything you don't want. Because maybe you make fabulous furniture. It may take a long time. You may make 
other things, like I've seen at craft fairs where I look at things and go, oh my God, this is such an art. It's so gorgeous. And it takes you a long time. If you do quilts by hand, you can never make that kind of money back. Enough to make it worth your while. You won't make a living at it because it takes too long. There aren't too many people that do it by hand anymore. But I'm just saying, think about it. Know yourself and really ask yourself that question. Can I afford not to do this at some point in my life? How will I feel if I let that opportunity go by to do something I love full time? And like I said, maybe you can't do it, but maybe you can find a way to start out doing full time and then find a way to work smarter and then pull back a little bit and still make the money you need. You may decide that this hobby is great. Once you look at all the details and how you're feeling, you might go, hmm, nah, I love it the way it is. Maybe you do a little more part-time in your day job and you find a way to make the hobby earn a little more money for you. Or maybe it's earning enough and you can pull back. Sometimes you also have to think about your medical, your retirement. I mean, if anybody's doing retirement anymore, they have 401k plans. Do you need to keep those going for the health insurance and all that sort of stuff? Vacation, getting paid for vacation is great. Taking it off when you're not getting paid for it Something else to think about. Maybe you like to take a couple of weeks or three weeks and go to Europe or somewhere when we can. If that's the case, how much does all that cost you? If you didn't get paid for it and you had to pay to go, those are our thoughts. Is that something you're willing to let go of? Sometimes after we look at the details, we decide, nope, not going to do it. I'm just going to enjoy where I'm at. Other times you're going to find, like I said, you a little part-time during the day job, a little more work on the hobby, a little more hours. And then you might decide to forget it. I'm jumping in with both feet. I had a client who she talked about it and talked about it. And we talked about details and a lot of the stuff in that going to be in the next show. And she said, oh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to. And then all of a sudden, before I knew it, a couple months went by after our last session as a coach. And she told me, oh, by the way, I gave my notice at the office. I went, "What? (laughs) what? What made you decide suddenly to do it? She goes, it just felt right. After talking to you, I talked at some of the details and we worked out a lot of it together. And I just, I'm doing it. It's like, yay. And she loves it. It's what she loves to do. It took a little bit of time to ramp up some of her clients, but she loved it. There's no wrong choices here. There are no wrong choices. And I want you to know that and tell yourself that. It's something that you can do for yourself. You can decide you have the power. You just also have other people in your life. You just need to think about that and decide, hmm, is it time Is it time to leave my day job and create this hobby as my business? If we think deep and we feel into it, you can do what's right for you. And if you have those fears and those worries and those things that come up, just be aware that you can have help. You can talk to people. You can talk to other people who've been there, find a mentor. Some will ask you to pay them and some are just happy to help you get through that little section of worry. And other people, they, like you pay like a therapist or a life coach who can help you put together a plan and a plan of action, especially what life coaches are good at. If you have those things you need to dig out, therapists are great at that, those old fears and things that are really entrenched. Life coaches can do that too, but therapists are especially good at that. And then, of course, there are ministers and priests and all the different kinds of people that you don't necessarily pay, but who are willing to counsel you as well, who are more third party. Give yourself the gift of knowing what you want to do in your life, finding that joy. Because when you find that joy, your life will indeed be more limitless. 
you'll be able to bask in that and know you're living maybe your purpose and maybe just things you love to do. And maybe the purpose is a little different than that. But if you love what you do, they do say that the money follows. And I'm not surprised when it happens. Remember, next week, I'm going to be talking all about the practical steps you need to take to make your hobby your business. And I'm going to talk about how to find your specialty, about what the startup costs will be, the advertising, and all those different things to think about so you can put them on your list to go, these are all these different steps I have to take if I decide to move forward. Until next week, this is Carol DeShane. Be brave, be bold, and have courage. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest, give me a shout out and I'll send you an application. Until next week, remember, you are already enough to have that joyful, limitless life that you desire. You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life. Do you want to know more? Visit host Carol DeShane's website at connect the number two joy.com. Today's gonna be gonna be a good